Last Minute Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Every winter thaw, the native Eskimo of Matt's hometown would chase him through the woods and repeatedly rape him. Nobody knew why, but Matt never tried to run away too fast. Is that true? Um, that's a true story. Is that in your biography? I don't think you say native Eskimo. I think that's implied. Really? In, in Eskimo. Inu- the Inuit would gang rape him every, every spring. This week's show is sponsored by the Belgium Tourism Board. Come for the little peen boy. Stay for eternity. Belgium, start your summer off with a bang. <laughs> too soon? Too soon. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I know you wanted to grow up to be a professional wrestler, but you were un- unable to form any muscle mass within your body. <laughs> so uh, you can be fat and muscular, but you just can't just be fat. That doesn't work. Uh, Hulk Hogan, who was 6'7", like 320 pounds, and who was a – seems like he's been wrestling for about 80 years now. Yeah. He wrestled like from the late 70s. He's been around forever, but he's only 57, so he must have started pretty young. Uh, Terry Bollea was his real name. is. He won $115 million in an award from Gawker magazine because they – did you ever see his sex tape, by the way? I did. It's very grainy. It's mostly just his ass. Is, it's his ass pounding uh, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife, which is like – it's pretty gross. Somehow, somehow he, he fucked his friend's wife and got $115 million for it, which is just <laughs> not the way it's – if there's a God up above, that's not the way things are supposed to work. Uh, but he, he cried was, on the stand. He was fucking his friend's wife and, and mumbling about how he shouldn't be doing it while he was doing it, which can't be good for the lady. No, it can't be good for the lady, and it doesn't make for a good sex tape, to be honest. I mean, you, you know, I kind of get into that thing. Some guys get into that thing where the women are kind of like don't want to do it. Yeah, the men are pushing it, but when the men doesn't want to do, men doesn't want to do it. Bored. He was literally just saying like, oh, "I got to be somewhere at noon," or like you know, like, it was so morbid. Got to get the turtle wax on my car this time. I think uh, if you look at if you watch this, the trial and saw his testimony, he uh, he claimed they they pushed him to do it for like several years, or like just repeatedly bugged him to do it. So it was kind of like so an he honor, just had to do it. It was like an honor fucking. It was just like <laughs> sympathy, honor fucking, whatever it was. He literally, I think he literally. And by the way, he was broke at the time, and they were letting him stay with him. So I think he just kind of did it like it's just like your landlord going like, "Duck, dude, you haven't paid rent in a long time. Would you just fuck my wife?" You know, like. Well, it's pretty gay, isn't it? For Bubba, you mean? For both. Well, for him, for sure. But even for Hulk, it's like you shouldn't be fucking someone in front of your friend and well his friend left the room and said have a good time which is uh really so like what's he get, what's he getting out of it he's not watching it this is just no, he, ta- well, he, thing? Well, he taped it so he taped it and apparently i don't, so I don't know he, why he so he wants to watch his friend fucking yes. his wife on camera yes well i mean first you, you start with the premise that this guy liked to have his wife fuck other men right so that happened repeatedly apparently oh, okay. um and by the way that might sound really cool like in a Craigslist porn movie kind of way, but when it's going when they're repeating talking about it in the trial, it sounds really disturbing. Like I don't you, think it sounds cool at all. I think no, it there's some like swingers. These swingers, they love the lifestyle, but when you break it down like in a courtroom on transcript, then it becomes really gruesome because right. then you start to like think like an adult and like, why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> like, yeah, it might make sense after a few cocktails like down in Orange County where they're swinging, but once you play it like a back, once you have a stenographer reading it back in a courtroom. The whole thing sounds pretty. Gross. How often do you think it happens that some guy has a guy cuckold his wife, and then midway through he gets super jealous and kills the guy? <laughs> like he walks in on him fucking. He, well, Hulk, that would, by the way, that would be for an awesome tape. 
Oh yeah, like Bubba came back. Well, he I guess he would knew he was taping, so he couldn't kill Hulk Hogan then. But he, I guess he, I guess he went in the other room, closed the door, and just started beating off. Right? Like he I had mean, it on a closed circuit, or closed circuit, or some shit like that. I felt like it felt bad for Hogan because even though he's a he's a scummy dude, he was decide. I mean, first of all, you should never have sex with your friend's wife, no matter what. There's got to be like a black and white rule about that. Yeah, there's no circumstance under which that's going to turn out well, uh, even if your friend asks you, especially your friend's named Bubba, the love sponge. Uh, but but he, so he was taped. He claimed he, didn't, he claimed he didn't know he was taped. Someone took the tape, whether it was Bubba or someone had a falling out with him, sent it to Gawker. They published it without sort of any any regard for who owned it, where it came from, if, if Hulk knew about it, all this stuff. They came with a whole bunch of bullshit about it, but they ended up losing the case, $115 million and $20 more million in punitive damages because Florida juries love Hulk Love fucking Hulk Hogan. They, they, yeah, they're they're kind of puritanical in their views on sex. Yes, um, and they're they're probably really into wrestling. Really into wrestling, and Hulk Hogan wore that black outfit with like the giant cross. He had the Jesus like right in front of him. He started crying on the stand about how it affected Wait, his life. So has Hulk Hogan reached a level where I'm like I'm pretty sure, and I don't know this, but especially in Florida, if you went in there with a, a Marlins hat on. The, the judge might say, "Can you please remove your hat? You're in the courtroom. You have to stand. You have to stand up like we're in the 12th century when the judge walks in. He's wearing a stupid fucking gown. It's all you know, regal, and it's all very orchestrated. And he's wearing a do rag. Like, yes. has he reached the point? Because like, well, that's the thing. He's like, I'm Terry. I just want everyone to know I'm Terry Bollea. I'm not Hulk Hogan. That's the character I play. And yet I'm dressed exactly. The and same I'm wearing as, a do rag. I'm wearing a do rag. And here's my Hulkster. Uh, I'm going to rip off my Hulkster top. Is that like just a crazy level you reach? Because I think if if I tried to walk into, well, he's, a, he's bald. He is bald, by the way. So he doesn't want people to know he's bald. That's kind of his thing. But what if the band? What if he just had a regular bandana? I mean, I feel like that would look very unprofessional. Like, I, I think it's like if I tried to go into the Hollywood Bowl. And through security, carrying like a magnum of yeah. open champagne, they'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" It was Keith Richards. He's just on a level. They just go, "Go ahead." That's what he does. I right? think he could have gone to South Florida. I might have gone for a yamaka. He could have gone for something like that. Uh, I don't know. Either way, look, he won because Gawker looked. I mean, Gawker had no. Gawker tried to claim they were journalists and they had the First Amendment rights to report on this breaking story. Of, the society had to know about, but basically they're just trying to get money and get as many views as possible. So Hulk won a lot of money. He, isn't this like, you've been watching the Hulk, you've seen him wrestle before. Isn't this his best performance ever? Yeah. Like when he won the judgment, he celebrated like a guy that just won a hundred million dollars, not like a guy that just got justice. And he's like, well, yes. finally I can sleep at night. No, that guy was like, holy fuck, I just won all this money. And yeah, I mean, you know, Hulk in wrestling, he wasn't a great wrestler no. so much. He was more of an actor. You know, he had the the personality that could really drive a crowd. Yeah, he was in Rocky. He was in Rocky Three. Was Rocky? Yeah. Three? yeah, Rocky Three. And you know, when you watch those, I forget what they call them, but essentially the the videos, the the B real stuff that they shoot in wrestling. You know, he you could take that and apply that to what he did on the stand. You know, yes. I mean, that's that's him. Uh, he did call everybody brother, which would have been awesome. That would have been cool. <laughs> just like, yo, brother, here's what happened. <laughs> I was fucking this guy's wife. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, I didn't know I was being taped. Look at my ass. My ass looks horrible. And I need $115 million. Yeah. And they were trying brother. to argue that like, yeah, because Gawker's thing was, well, Hulk Hogan, or sorry, that was his uh, his his defense or the, the prosecutor, whatever the fuck it is. They said that Hogan and Bollea are two different people. And so... Uh, you know, therefore his private and public, but they're really not right. No. It's the same guy. It's the same. It's Hulk. I mean, every, I would say everyone calls him Hulk Hogan. He calls himself Hulk Hogan and then he leaves the door and you know, leaves his house. 
Kind of like Pee Wee Herman. I mean, you know. If you meet him at a party, does he say, hi, I'm Terry, or does he say, I'm Hulk Hogan? I think he asks if he can fuck your wife. (laughs) what it is. And he probably, oh, you don't think he uses a Hulk Hogan to get laid? Of course he does. If you're Hulk Hogan, you're not, you know, and you're trying to get laid at a bar, you're totally Hulk Hogan, right? You're not Terry Bollea. No, you're Hulk Hogan. (laughs) You're Hulk Hogan. You're the Hulk Hulk Hogan is probably. What, he might be one of the most famous people in the world, right? Yeah, and, and, and by the way, he's not in co- he's not in like character costume or, or disguise or makeup like he would for a movie role. I mean, he's actually the the role is Hulk Hogan as Terry Bollea. It's that guy. He's got the mustache, the body, the the muscles, the outfits, all that stuff. That's him every single day. Yeah. So it's not like he's going to put on like a you know, Phantom of the Opera like mask and you don't know who he is and all that kind of stuff. I feel like he's becoming Hollywood Hulk Hogan when he became evil in the. He um, was Hollywood. Hogan. He's fucking his wife. He's saying nigger this and nigger that. <laughs> the, black on, deer, the black deer rag? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's turning into the, the evil guy. Yeah, for a guy who dropped a lot of N-bombs and is, and is fucking around with people and, and his kids and his family are all doing all sorts of crap and all this stuff, he did pretty well with $135 million, did he not? So would you, well, sorry, that's too personal, but hypothetically, there's got to be a number for every guy that's like, how, mu- how much will you pay to have Hulk Hogan fuck your wife? How, mu- how much is... How can we make this happen? What a billion, ten billion at a certain point? Yeah, but Hulk Hogan is the one who got paid. So I don't know. The question is, would you fuck Bubba's Bubba's wife on camera for one hundred fifteen million dollars? Yeah, of course you would. I would. would. I did like the way they described uh, Hogan's dick as a a thermos, like a child's thermos. That was pretty (laughs) awesome. And by the way, he is pretty well endowed. So I don't think he did pretty. I think he did pretty well for himself. He came out of this thing pretty, pretty good. He looks pretty good. He's got the cross around his neck. Everyone's crying. He's now like a right, you know, a victim's rights advocate. They call it revenge porn. He's like a victim of revenge porn. He got he got all the victimization here and the money, and he's still he's still Hulk Hogan. I like how the the feminist crowd that sort of like to exaggerate the definition of rape. They were actually coming to his side on this. They're like, no, he got yeah. raped. It's like, well, I saw him fucking a guy's life, but it, sure, let's call it rape. Oh, when the chick from Gawker was up there and they were asking if she's from Vassar, no less, the, the you know home ground, home ground zero of feminism in this country, they asked her, is this not revenge porn? And she was like stumbling for reasons why it wasn't revenge porn, <laughs> whereas they labeled everything revenge porn. Yeah. It was, that was amazing. If I, I'm sure the jury didn't catch that nuance. They, I think the jury decided like two minutes into this, they're giving Hogan whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. So the, the other nine days were kind of a waste of time. But it was a good, it was a nice expose on the business that, you know, a lot of people, including myself, are kind of in, which is this gossip business, which is all they care about are ratings. And they didn't give a shit about, like, there was no news value posting a Hogan sex tape. So, and by the way, it's fucking, yeah, you're right, as grainy as ass. It's just, it's fucking, you don't see a 57 year old man's ass cheeks. I don't care who it is, like, pounding back and forth. Well, that's why it was super gay. He didn't put the camera, like, on her vag. Yeah. He didn't shoot over his shoulder. It yes. was all ass. Yes. I have to believe she didn't know what was going on either because she probably would have picked a better pose, too. Right. Hogan certainly didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it was, the whole thing was disgusting. 115 million sounds about right to me. Apparently, it's going to take four or five years to get this money if they ever get it, and Gawker might go away. So Hogan, we probably get about $20, $30 million at the end of the day. And by the way, I bet he still wrestles. He still does all that shit, right, for WWE? Yeah. So he comes back after this. Fuck, make, make some more sex tapes. That's the way to go. I love it. Hulkster, I used to love you, man. We need to take you down to Roddy, Roddy Roddy Piper's pit and take care of this business, man. That's so good. I am a real American. All right, Matt. Speaking of old people having sex, I know you love this topic. Let's get let's go from fifty seven to ninety two years of age. I know you don't think anyone over forty should be having sex. 
Uh, but they do. Summer Redstone uh, is the head of Viacom, still the head of Viacom, I believe. They're trying to wrestle away from him because he might be a little nuts at this point. He's uh, like he's 90, right? 92, I think 92, about to turn 93 years old, which is pretty old, pretty, very old for a dude. Uh, rich dudes seem to go on forever. Uh, so somewhere it turns out, Vanny Fair did a piece on him exposing the fact that he's a man with a lot of money who likes sex. That's a big, a big revelation there. The gross part is he's 92, 93. He's kind of crinkly. can't get it up anymore. And he has a male, he has a male nurse, Jeremy. Uh, I don't know where you fly for that job. Um, male nurse who helps him with the ladies. He hires lots of escorts to do dirty, dirty business. Uh, you know, apparently he doesn't really know when he's ejaculating or not anymore, but he just likes having the skanky ladies around and just doing nasty shit. Uh, is there anything wrong? Everyone's like, this is so gross, so disgusting. If you were 92, 93, you had a ton of shit, shit ton of money. Is this exactly what you'd be doing? Is there anything wrong with this? Oh, you should be able to do whatever you want. I mean, reading it, the article, it was like a scene out of a horror movie. I mean, <laughs> the guy has these hookers come in and they, he doesn't even know he's fucking them half the time. Jeremy has to tell him like, yeah, you're really doing it. You know, she's getting <laughs> off on it. Get off boss. Do I it, boss. see it. It's definitely full <laughs> penetration. And you know, he doesn't even know. She's probably just giving him a lap dance. And but just, like, have you seen all, have you seen all dogs? Are they still trying to hump? And they're kind of like, you know, they're not making, they're not making babies anymore, but they're still, the old male dog is still going to climb up. He's like 12. Yeah. He's still like, he's got like bad hips. He's all splayed out. He can barely move, but somehow he's still humping that fucking table or something like that. It's just, yeah. that instinct never dies, man. No, it's, it's gotta be pretty powerful. Cause I, I feel like it's more about the idea, the sort of status of still fucking than the actual physical enjoyment. Uh, it's, it's gotta be just a mental thing to where it's like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still doing this, but it's like you're really not, you know. <laughs> I love when the chick, the chick was saying that pro, one of the prostitutes was saying like he doesn't like he's not even done yet. He hasn't ejaculated, which I don't know at 92, 93 how long, how many hours that takes. Yeah, I remember from Donald Stur- the Donald Sterling trial, the lady said it took like an hour uh, of like working him over till anything. Came oh, out. really? Yeah, the, the Donald Sterling's a whore. That's a long hour. Yeah, and it's like it's not hard. It's just a lot of like manipulation. So I imagine ninety two gets even worse. But she's like, he's not done yet. And Jeremy's like, fuck, shut up. Shut the fuck up. He doesn't know any better. Fucking let's, Jeremy. Let's get you out of here. Like, we're not getting paid by the hour, bitch. Like, <laughs> oh, Summer, you came like a uh, You covered her face in bukkake, dude. That was <laughs> fucking amazing. Okay, got to go now. Time well, for a nap. Apparently, he, like, couldn't even really move. He's he's sort yeah. of stationary. And so I yeah, was. Yeah, that's what you do at a strip club right now, isn't it? You're kind of sitting there, the girls are lap dancing you, no touch. Yeah, but I feel like at a certain point, like if she's really, if they were having like legit sex and she's, you know, smashing her ass onto him, she could kill him, just, you know, smash his <laughs> pelvis in half, you know. That would be tough. Jeremy would have to come up with the cover story. I like was, he died peacefully in his sleep. I mean, he. Well, he's paying these girls, what's the girls getting? Five grand? A, she was it? on retainer. Yes. As a hooker. Yes, and she's getting some huge amounts of money to like come and you know, And apparently play. sometimes he would call her while on retainer and she wouldn't show up. Yes. That would really fucking piss me off. Yeah, but he wouldn't remember a few minutes later. I know. <laughs> so like, it's kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, you're like, oh, that bitch wants to show up when I need her for... Uh, where's my bologna sandwich? <laughs> like, he doesn't, you're 92. I mean, you could you just tell him. Shit. You fucked her an hour ago. Yeah, exactly. So like why... I just don't get why they even are allowing this, I guess. Jeremy, Jeremy's, Jeremy the male nurse's job is to like high five him and then sponge his dick off basically right (laughs) it reminds me of like when i one time i smoked weed and started watching born on the fourth of july starring tom cruise not knowing what i was getting myself into and there's a scene where he's like "Eh," crying and he pulls his catheter out and he has no penis and then 
because it got blown off in the war. And then he goes to Mexico and they're all into nipples. They hire the woman to lick his nipples over and over. Like that's his new dick. And I was like, uh, wow, that's fucking really sad. And it kind of reminds me of that. Wow. Thanks, Matt. That really, <laughs> really brought the show up. That was amazing. I love, I do like your old movie references. <laughs> I know. I don't, I got to watch a movie like made in the last 10 years. Yeah. Something. That was before Tom Cruise was even gay uh, <laughs> in a wheelchair. I, here's, here's my feeling. If you have money, I mean, forget the prostitution thing. That's idiotic. That's idiotic. Whether it's legal or illegal. If you got money, you're a dude and you're not like wasting your family inheritance or killing the company. You know, he's got billions of dollars. He's spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on hookers. All the power to him. I think. What else is he supposed to do at ninety-two years old? I'm fine with it. I mean, roll him out in the wheelchair to watch croquet games or something like that on his back lawn. He wants he wants some pussy in his face. I, I kind of admire him for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's gonna be. I'm assuming he's kind of bedridden, so it's not like he can get trotted out to a, a Dodgers game or something. No. So you know, you got to bring the entertainment to him. And yes, uh, I don't know if he has jugglers and other people come in, or if it's just the hookers. No, you don't want jugglers when you're 92. <laughs> you want that? You want the, just the hookers doing nasty shit? They're mostly playing with each other. Then sometimes he gets in there, and Jeremy uh, helps him move his hips a little bit. I, I think it's I think it's just amazing. I mean, the guys are men aren't supposed to live that long. That's one of the problems. And when they do and they have money, it's just like and now they I don't know if he's taking Viagra if he's healthy enough to take Viagra or not, but that's some fucking damn. It really tells you something about the nature of men and just how programmed, you know, pussy is into their DNA. It I doesn't mean, go. It doesn't this guy's still he doesn't even know he's like an empty vessel. It's just the the genes just driving him yes. to get pussy against his own even you yeah. know better judgment. I think uh was it Tony the actor Tony Curtis had I think he was eighty, eighty one, had a baby when he was like eighty one. So he was still had some mobile sperm in there at some time, and God is still t- God is still working through him to get that penis to make some more kids, man. Yeah. So, and by the way, being a summer redstone redstone kid after he's dead, not such a bad deal, if you ask me. Yeah, that hooker should probably, you know, wh- whatever's coming out of his dick, she should probably oh, save that scoop in the vial, scoop that shit up, <laughs> and just fucking get the get the uh, turkey baster and keep put, putting it back, putting it back in, mm. recycle that cream pie redstone style. Uh, <laughs> that was. That was nasty. All right. Uh, Matt, we have an email from Sandra. Uh, we don't often get a lot of fake emails from women, but we did today. Uh, she wants to know about Ellen. She watches the show Ellen. I know you watch the show Ellen. It's appointment viewing for you after Dr. Phil. Uh, Ellen got huge applause. She gets huge applause for everything. She's an amazing, amazing woman uh, who loves other amazing women. Uh, she had a comedian on her show named Quincy Jones, who uh, we've all heard of Quincy Jones, the music producer, but we've never heard of Quincy Jones, the comedian. Uh, he's a black comedian, never heard of him before, but apparently he has stage four cancer, which is, by the way, bad news, good news. So bad news, you know, you're dying of cancer. Uh, good news is Ellen has booked you an HBO special. Right. So she had told him on the show that he's, his next special he was taping already, a comedy show, was going to be airing on HBO. Now the question is, and that's good, everyone applauded, he cried, he's either dying or not dying because he said he had a year to live and it's been a little longer. Right. So, by the way, when you tell people you have a year to live, you can't go past a year. Like yeah. that's like you can go eight months and was like oh that was so sad. But Do the right st- thing. You start going 14, 15 months. That's just bullshit. He looks pretty good, I will say. I think people who gave sent him like the flower baskets like a nine months are feeling pretty lame now. <laughs> it's just like dude, I'm not sending any more. You're not getting any more. I mean, really, it's like you're kind of like calling the clock. It's like calling the clock. It's like adding time to a basketball game or something. You can't just do that at the end. I'm not accusing him of lying by any means, but I think with a lot of fake stuff going around, a lot of publicity, we, we got to see some documentation. 
I think so, too. I remember thinking when Magic Johnson was going to die, like when he announced he had AIDS. Right. I was thinking like, oh, man, we're going to miss Magic Johnson. That was 24 years ago. Uh, he's still around and still having sex. So he's still he's still around. This guy could be around for a while. But is he he's having a, sex? Oh yeah. He was, well, he's having sex after he had HIV. After he had, uh, was HIV positive. Like with his wife? Uh, no, not his wife. That's oh, why his okay. wife eventually left him <laughs> with other women. Although he was using a condom, something we'll talk about later. Uh, is it is it fair as you as a, a comedian? Is it fair that you have to have stage four cancer before Ellen will give you a big break? Well, I don't know. You know, I don't know the guy. I would think I would want the special to come based on sort of my hard work and not, you know, let's be honest, more or less on a, on a publicity, on a gimmick, you know. Well, it doesn't mean he's not a good comedian, right? No. He could have good stuff. Well, and it could be. I kind of like the idea of it on the other hand, on the positive side, because this guy's probably going to bring it, you know. he's This is his last thing that he's yeah. going to do. So. You got to clap. First of all, you got to clap for the guy if you're in the audience. You can't not. You well, yeah, can't, no one's going to boo him, I don't no, think. No, you can't start going, you're a hack. Fuck you, die, dude. Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> like you're going to get good applause when you have stage four cancer for anything you do. But uh, doing an hour is not easy. And so I don't know the guy. I probably should have watched, you know, some of his stuff. But, you know, it, it would be kind of weird if he wasn't quite qualified and he's doing this hour on HBO just because he's dying. Well, they do, they're taping it ahead of time, right? So they can edit it and they can cut it. Maybe it's going to be less than an hour, whatever it is. I mean, right. no one's going to no no scream if the, you know, the guy who's dying only gets 38 minutes of the hour. Right. They do another 20-minute special on cancer. But isn't the problem – I mean, this is a nice story. Isn't the problem here that people are just going to be coming out of the woodwork saying they have cancer and asking Ellen for an HBO special? Yeah, I mean, crazy people have been saying they have cancer for a long time and lying about it. It's um, easy to lie about, man. It's no, there's no symptom. There's no, it's not symptomatic. You can't see anything on the person's face. No, so. I mean, I kind of thought you started to wither away, but I guess they're not giving you the uh, chemo if you're going to die or something. I don't. I'm not a doctor. Um, you're clearly not a doctor. I think Ellen. You're barely a podcaster. You know, there's this thing with Oprah and Ellen. It seems to be women that that they have these shows that are, you know, the bottom line is to get ratings and and for their own profits, but. It's sort of cloaked in this philanthropic uh, world, which is it sort of exists and sort of doesn't. I mean, I think you know, there's some philosophy. Like, if you do so, a, a favor for someone, it's just supposed to be out of your benevolence, not to sure, ultimately benefit yourself. Like the different, the different values of the different levels of charity. The anonymous one to anonymous people being the highest level. Yeah, and Ellen doing on her daytime talk show being the lowest level. Yeah, like that's <laughs> and, the lowest level. And of putting, out, and putting out a YouTube clip on Facebook about it. That would be the lowest level. But still, I mean, for the, so for the guy, it's an awesome thing, right? But isn't the problem with the like Ellen doing this shit or Oprah or we talk about Make a Wish Foundation where the terminally ill children get their last dying wish? Isn't the problem with that is you can't obviously you can't cover everybody. You can only cover a very small fraction of people. Right. So for everyone else in the audience who doesn't have stage four cancer, they're like, this is amazing. But for every comedian out there who has stage four cancer and isn't getting HBO special, yeah, they feel like they're they fucking hate Ellen, right? They feel like they're they're totally gypped. Well, comedians are pretty bitter anyway, so I would assume the comedian with stage four cancer <laughs> yeah. is going to be a pretty bitter individual. Yeah, except for the guy who gets the HBO show. Yeah. But it's like the kids, the kids with Make-A-Wish Foundation, they, they do a great thing for like a small number of children, and they give them whatever they want to do. They're big, these huge, ima, you know, imaginative giant wishes towards the end. 
But there's like it's only one percent of the kids who have terminal illnesses. So the other ninety percent are going like they're like, like showing you a little kid who's dying. Like, look, honey, look what he's doing. He gets to go like on a hot air balloon over Paris uh, while he shoots ducks or something like that. Right. And the kid's like going, "What do I get to do? Yeah, you get nothing. We're getting, we're getting you a clown, <laughs> like a clown coming this afternoon. <laughs> like it was nice knowing you. I mean, it's just isn't it, isn't it creates isn't part of the problem that this charity in this fa- fashion is you're picking out a certain person, one person. And you're not covering everybody, right? Yeah, it seems arbitrary, but you know, it's also kind of a nice, it's kind of a nice story. But I don't know, is mixing imminent death like a good comedic device? Like, does that really bode well? It didn't work very well in the, uh, it didn't work well in the Adam Sandler movie. I can tell you that. That was just fucking, that was fucking horrible. Leslie Mann's Gimp made that movie. Yeah. Uh, that was just fucking horrible. And Seth Rogen, I never wanted to see again. It was just a really, it was really bad movie. So the, my answer is no. My answer is no based on, uh, on uh, funny people, where the fuck that was called. Um, but, you know, look, it's a nice thing. At the same time, you're exploiting it. But at the same time, I'm trying to get out of you that you're just a jealous motherfucker. I'm definitely going to watch it. I mean, I could see it being awesome or I could see it being super awkward and, and like making me want to just drink and go to sleep. Like if he's doing I'm dying cancer jokes a lot. So if he's not killing and it's kind of like, yeah, uh, yeah. If he's doing like airplane food jokes, <laughs> you're like, dude, really? You're dying. This is your dude, last don't, uh, like, don't name yourself. Whoever named him Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones is like one of the most famous black guys. Yes. You don't name yourself like Quentin Tarantino and become a fucking director. Like it's too close. They're both in entertainment. You got to change it. Yes. Although when they when the headline goes out, Quincy Jones died, he's going to get some press. Maybe they'll both die at the Maybe, same day. Ooh, that'd be awesome. I would rather see the Quincy Jones music producer do an hour on HBO, by the way. Uh, from Ellen, Matt, let me ask you this. Uh, do you love Ellen for this or do you hate her for this? Just say something bad about Ellen, please. Uh. I think maybe HBO could have just done it. I don't see why Ellen's involved. Well, Ellen runs Hollywood, and she hooked up HBO. <laughs> like fucking Ellen lay down. She's like the godfather. Someday HBO will ask a favor of you, and this is her favor. Do you think Ellen's ever done an anonymous favor? Uh, I think she's gone down on a few women. <laughs> I don't know that she's done any business favors. I don't know. I'm feeling really strange about it. Like you said, if he doesn't kill it, it's going to be really sad either way. Uh, I just don't like the fact they publicize it. And the fact – seeing just seeing a guy – just giving a guy like he's dying of cancer gifts – it seems like a strange kind of way for humans to exist. It's just sort of too bad. Well, maybe Ellen could donate money to like a cancer research or something like that. Would that be better? Right. Uh, just, I'm just trying to find something horrible about Ellen. I just don't like her. There's something about her I don't like. She's so good. There's something about her I don't like. I don't know what it is. It's the fa- I think it's the fact that she's just smiling all the time. Fuck you, Ellen. Anyone that smiles that much is probably kind of a bitch. Yeah, I think so too. I think she's probably hurting. She's probably uh, hurting her girlfriend. Uh, at home some kind of painful thing alright Alan Quincy Jones go kill it my man after his show by the way let's come back and just rip on him okay sure after he dies alright let me ask you this uh, Matt uh, we always I always feel awkward telling, bring up stories about men having babies because I know that you are uh, not sexually active <laughs> not by choice um, New York Giants uh, safety Landon Collins he came out of Alabama he was a high draft pick he was a big uh, safety for the Giants he's got a six million dollar contract uh, apparently like several other members of the NFL uh, uh, brotherhood uh, he's been making a shitload of babies out of out of what not only out of wedlock but just with different women uh, he had an amazing thing I've never heard before. He had three babies born by him in the same month to three different women. Wow. Which is uh, pretty incredible. If you cut back to nine months earlier, he was fucking multiple different women bareback without a condom uh, multiple times at the, within the same week or two uh, and had three babies. And by the way, when the three babies were born, uh, he was proposing to a fourth woman <laughs> 
apparently that's what it took to get a baby's inside of her or something like that. Uh, is this kind of like a compulsive, it's like a psychotic behavior. I don't know that it's psychotic. I think it comes out of this whole, you know, NFL, whatever it is, it's probably related to black culture kind of thing of manlyhood. What is this thing with like, all I remember is coming up as a, as a young man is like, don't get anybody pregnant. That's all I remember is like, whatever you do, don't get anyone pregnant. Your life will be over. These dudes are, seem to be intent. I mean, he seems to be intentionally having babies. And we saw this with Antonio Cromartie of the Jets before. He's he's 22 years old, by the way. He's got three ki- three kids, and he's obviously more are coming along. Uh, what is this weird compulsion for men? I've never understood this to have babies. I mean, what is this? I don't know. Thing? Women, I know women. I know plenty of women who just are baby crazy and want to have babies. I don't know any guy who wants to make a lot of babies. Well, I was inquiring uh, to a Mexican girl I know why Mexican people tend to have so many children that they can't afford, and she said it's that you seems know, racist. By it's the way. a machismo thing. So, you know, the more kids you have, it, it proves that you're fucking. And I'm like, well, hey, how much as a dude do you really care about strangers' opinions of your sex life? And B, like, why don't you just print a poster up of you giving it to your wife? So <laughs> how manly you are? That way we don't you don't need I don't, to Yeah, have that's all what the I kids. thought. I thought like I thought, yeah, okay, banging all these girls, all these all these these all these by the way are all these girls who hang around pro sports players because a lot of these women who gave birth to his baby have been with have been with other men in sports. So these aren't like, you know, he's not like meeting a girl at the bookstore. It's not like he goes to book soup and hooks up with the, uh, yeah. <laughs> the girl sorting the bookstore like in a rom-com. These are wide vaginaed. These you are know. chicks at the nightclub who are following the football players, the basketball players there, hooking up with them and trying to get pregnant. Well, see, if I hooked up with a chick like that, I would use a condom like 100% because, you know. Oh, dude, I have three condoms and fucking Jeremy the male nurse, like making sure <laughs> nothing, got, nothing got loose inside of not her. Even, not even because of the pregnancy thing, but think about the, the STD risk. Like I know in the NBA, and I don't know how it works in the NFL, but the players union, one of their points, one of the things that they're sticking points in, in lobbying is that they don't want STD testing to be required or, or publicized because – you know, some of these guys are probably HIV positive. You know, there's how many players in the NFL? A couple thousand or 10,000. I don't know. There's like 100 guys on each team. Um, it's not a good idea to be going bareback on these chicks, regardless of the pregnancy. No, I'm assuming, I'm just assuming they all have fucking herpes and chlamydia and all that sorts of shit. That's, that seems to me like at least a given. Right. Uh, you don't fuck, go through f- five or six NBA and NFL guys without getting fucking bareback, without getting diseases. Yeah. It's just the, the numbers are staggering. <laughs> yes. And by the way, these guys fuck tons of girls in college too, in high school probably too. So these guys have been with fucking a hundred women bareback already. At this point. Yeah. If you diagram it out, you've fucked like, millions of people yeah there's a 99 percent chance that, yeah exactly they're they're eskimo native eskimo brothers with many many other i'm dudes. probably eskimo brothers <laughs> with this guy yes landon you might be did you fuck a, a girl who recently was at the clubs in new york at one oak no but yeah so the girl so you know and you're by the way this guy went to alabama he didn't go to small school he went to the biggest football school in the entire country so he's had these girls around him for a while and these guys exactly know they know exactly what these girls are after which is they want a boyfriend slash dad baby daddy right right so if he's banging these girls repeatedly bareback multiple girls he knows he's making babies what is that weird ass compulsion with these guys to actually have multiple babies and by the way they're going to cost him, you know, ultimately they're going to cost him at least several hundred thousand dollars each. You know, forget the actual fact of the child without a dad running around. Right. These kids are going to cost him, you know, four or five hundred thousand dollars over in child support over their, over their zero to 18 lifetime. Yeah. I don't think he's really doing the math on this one. No. And it's how these guys end up broke after they make 10, 15 million dollars. They play for six or seven years. They get injured. They're out. And they paid half their money away or more than half their money away in child support. And by the way, it's still going. And then all of a sudden you're like, how'd this guy who made like 
10 million bucks and he's like 32 years old. How is he in debt? Like, how right. is this guy bankrupt? And he's like owing child support and on the run. I, I don't, is this a weird, is this like a weird thing that only affects certain guys? Or is this something out there I don't know about where men want to have like huge broods of babies? I have no idea. I, it's definitely kind of a black guy thing. Like, I know Bob Marley, I had, a, I took black studies in college and the professor of course, of course said, you, of course you did. If you, want to not be a minority you know and the, some of the bad things that come along with being a minority then there's one way to go about it and he's essentially encouraging all the black chicks in the class to have a bunch of babies uh which i think they took offense to nice uh, but it was true did you get it um, on did you get on with any of those ladies uh maybe dude you were uh, so white if you had if you had a baby with a black person i don't know what would happen like the child would just be conf- too confused to come out uh, yeah i think it would be kind of a, a They'd have to come with a new term besides mulatto. They'd be like a, it would be a swirl, some kind of swirl. Just be crazy. <laughs> I think uh, I was gonna say racist shit now. I don't know. understand. Yeah, it's it seems like an insecurity thing. Like, what do you got to prove, man? Like, we get it. You got a dick. Your dick works. Like, I don't you used know. to be able to just fuck Victoria's Secret models. Like, look at Lenny DiCaprio. He's fucked like ten, fifteen Victoria's Secret models. No babies, right? No babies. That's the way to do it. That's what I would think. I mean, these guys, you're you're you know coming in these nasty. Hood, you know these skanks that go around trying to fuck ball players, and it's like, why don't you just get like a hot girlfriend and fuck her all the time, like, and you know, tell her to have a baby or go on the pill or whatever your choice is. Like, doesn't that seem way better? That's whatever Tom Brady is. What I want to do? Yeah, I want a Brazilian supermodel and make some pretty babies, and then when I'm like forty, I'll switch. I'll switch wives. Yeah, pick up yeah, a yeah. new wife. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I mean, it seems to me like having babies is one of the major downsides of sex. And they, he's just sort of. I'm not into it at all. Captured that moment. Maybe it makes him, maybe it makes the dude hot. I don't know. Maybe he just gets off on that. Like I'm gonna make a baby inside of you, bitch. Like, and they're like, I'm just saying, bitch, because that's my black ghetto voice. And uh, it's just like I'm gonna make babies inside of you. Oh, so hot. Well, I'm assuming that Landon Collins. I'm just guessing. Maybe his dad wasn't around growing up and so you know there's this thing of like well now i'm gonna have a family but it's like no you can't be a dad to these four kids that no are- you're not gonna be, by the way he told so one of the women claimed like how are you gonna pay for all these babies with all this child support and stuff like that and apparently he wrote back to one of the one of the baby mamas and told her he should she should apply for food stamps Huh. So you apply for government government assistance. I mean, there's a, there's also the possibility that this guy's just not thinking anything. Yes. He's just fucking flying by the seat of his pants. Not not a thought about his actions. Just you know, impulsively head trauma. Fucking oh fuck this chick. She said she'd fuck me. Okay, I'll fuck her. I'll come inside of her and I'll deal with the repercussions at a later point. I imagine the coach like at Alabama, all the coaches there probably told the players like don't fucking get anybody pregnant. That has to be something they repeat to them. Well, they make them attend that rookie symposium and they, I think it's like, (laughs) which, you know, it doesn't seem to get through. It was like, Hey guys, so you're going to save your money. You can't spend it all. And, uh, you know, don't, don't get a knock up these whores. Yeah. And they're not saying don't fuck the hell out of everybody. They're just saying use a fucking condom. That's all they're saying. Yeah. Like they're not saying don't bang 27 cheerleaders if you want to just fucking use protection. That seems to me like a small step to save your, like your, your entire future. I know guys, I've known guys like that though. You know, they, they have kids, they're always fucking up and it's like, I should have worn a condom. I just didn't think about, I don't know. Maybe some guys like they don't use. Well, why am I having one? Am I having once when you're 19 and you're stupid and you're drunk? That might happen, but it can't happen three times. Are there some guys that maybe like they can't, 
their dick doesn't work with a condom on? Like the condom fucks up their, their fucking? You know, I don't know that question. Uh, I'm going to ask some of my friends. <laughs> Start polling my friends that. Maybe ask if I can watch. Because if uh, you're it like... Did, it, did bother, it did bother Hulk, I'll tell you that. If you're hammered... Oh, I don't think he used a condom, did he? I don't know what was on If that. you're hammered, a condom can be, uh, you know, a, a bit of work, but... Um, well, look, I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying unwanted pregnancies are never going to happen, but if you're having three in the same month, that's you're, yeah. try, you're trying, you're trying to make, you're, you're just an to, asshole. You're man. just an ass trying to make babies <laughs> and then tell them to go on government food stamps. That's like the best ever. It's just like, it, it's like a different, it's like a different world. It's like a different world. I don't know what it is. It's like, and these guys are like rich guys, but they're not, they don't act like rich. The first thing a rich guy knows, don't make babies. That's the first thing. They rich know. guy wants to hang on to his money. That's why he's a rich guy. Exactly. This guy's a temporary, this guy's passing through the rich yes. guy tax bracket. Yes. When they do the, how do you lose all his money story? Let's yeah. just go back to this tape right now. You know, exactly. It started with like fucking three different women at these places and they're, they're all fucking scared. They all want babies. I don't know. Landon Collins. Uh, shit. I'm, I'm, if I have, when I have kids, I'm not going to have raised a Landon Collins type kid. Although an NFL player, $6 million contract is not bad. Get good seats to the Giants games. Your kid won't be that athletic. No, they won't. Or, or successful with the, with the hot ladies. Matt, let me ask you. Uh, Novak Djokovic. Djokovic. I don't know the names of it. I decided I can't name any uh, tennis players. It's not because they're Croatian or Serbian, where the fuck it is. It's just because I never watch tennis. Yeah. Like, I can name lots of football players with funky names. Novak Djokovic, he's a male tennis player, in case uh, people don't watch tennis. Uh, he came out and made a crazy ass statement this week. He said that because men, the male tennis players generate a lot more revenue for tennis uh, through ticket sales at the stadiums and pro- uh, likely through TV revenue because they play longer matches and have higher ratings. Uh, he thinks the men should get paid more than the women in terms of the purses, uh, the prizes at these events they have because the men and women compete in the same events every week. And they share the exact same prize money at the end, the men and the women. He thinks it should be based on, you know, the revenue that they actually. He's, saying, he's not saying women suck and men are awesome. He's saying the male tennis players generate more money for the World WTA, whatever the Tennis Association. So they like, should get paid more. So they should get paid that. more money. And and immediately people went into like feminist like convulsion. They went to like equal Hillary Clinton equality of pay convulsions stuff like that. A man asking for more money than a woman for the same work. Um, and they ra- raced out. Even the large media outlets raced out. They have to always have to race and find Serena Williams. Like wherever Serena Williams is, they have to find her. Right. Like no, there's no other female tennis player who can respond to any of this shit. <laughs> so I kind of feel bad for her actually because anytime someone says sh- something shitty in tennis, they have to find Serena Williams, and she's like fucking in her roid chemistry lab somewhere, injecting, <laughs> injecting right. various parts of her body like the you know the, like the acid queen. And uh, and she said, oh well, Djokovic Novak. Uh, I think he has a son, but if he had a daughter, would he be willing to tell his daughter she's not worth as much as his as a son? And then Fox Sports said that was the perfect comeback. But isn't that just not a comeback at all? Isn't that completely objectively incorrect? And isn't it true that I mean, at least uh, you know, logically speaking, people who make more money should get paid more? Yeah. So he's saying that the male tennis players. Um, have a larger attendance and they, the, ticket, the ticket prices are higher to see their matches. Ticket prices are higher. The gate is a lot higher. And he wasn't, he was mostly talking about it, the, the live events, but in tennis as well, on a TV contract, while they're not done male versus female, like other sports are, uh, the men play longer matches. The men's, the men's finals get higher ratings than the women's finals do in general. So they're bringing in, you know, apparently they're making the TV packages ad revenue worth more valuable. Yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. If they lost the number two or three tennis, male tennis players, it would cost them a lot more than losing the number two or three female tennis players. So he's saying, I just want some of the money that I've earned, basically. I don't want to subsidize the, the it wasn't really. It wasn't really like him pleading for it because he knows it's not going to happen. 
It was him yeah. just kind of speaking. Well, he was defending the other guy um, earlier in the week. Made some comments that were not as well thought out. There was a lot of get down on your knees and pray. Which he people, was he was pulling that NBA WNBA shit about how like men's tennis is carrying women's tennis. Yeah, which isn't exactly true, but yes, it probably is getting them into the higher ad brackets. Well, yeah. So the responses were like, well, you know, he's. Right, but still, we should just get paid the same. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, how is that the perfect? Which is like, if you're in the WNBA, like saying, well, yeah, I mean, you know, they do, you know, generate way more money, but I still think I should get the pay paid the same as like LeBron James, just because it seems fair. Yeah. Like, so if you let's imagine someday you do you do are fortunate enough to have intercourse with a woman, <laughs> and you do have children, you have a boy and a girl, and she's saying you have to tell the girl that she's not worth as much as a boy. Isn't that something you should explain to your child that in the area of professional sports that the male may get more money than the than the female than the girl will? And that's just one field out of thousands of fields where men do get paid more than women because they produce more money and they explain the economic argument to them and why it doesn't seem fair, but here's why it is actually fair and if you go into this field that favors women, she'll get more money than you. Isn't yeah. That something to well, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't explain you're not as good as men. I would say you're not as good as Djokovic. He would kick your ass in yes. a tennis match. Or just men's professional sports earns a lot more money, and therefore there's more money to be divided up among the men than there is among the women. Well, men are much better at tennis. I'm going to assume, even though the women wear the skirts and everything, that's why there's a higher demand watch men's tennis because they're fucking better at it and so that's why there's more money involved. well it's also just sports in general is viewed more much more by men than women and men like to see men in sports they don't like to see women in sports as much nearly as much women's tennis does okay but if yeah. a guy is watching sports he prefers to see men in sports the nba or men's tennis or but i think the female tennis compared to WNBA is not not that fair because it's not that much lower no because when you watch women play tennis they don't look like fucking idiots no, like you can't actually, tell you can't tell the difference how what the speed of the ball is or how hard yeah they they can play passably as good a tennis, but you know, look, everyone knows that they're not as good because that's why there's a women's division. You know, correct. I know how you feel about fighting with no weight division. So you're saying the men should play women in tennis? All sports should be the best players play. We don't need to divide it by weight class and by gender. Or or do what most sports do, which is they have a separate league for women. So they have golf has the LPGA, which is just women golfers, because they can't. There would be no women competing on the men's golf tournament. So they have it, ladies. Professional golf associations, they get paid actually pretty good money just to compete with women. But in tennis, they compete at the same events. Right. They just separate the men versus women. So that's why the prize money is exactly the same. I think it was Wimbledon in 2007 decided, the fucking Brits, decided that the, the prize packages for all the players should be exactly the same between men and women, which is just a decree. That's just a, a politically correct decree. There's no rationale behind any of it. Right. And there's no like labor union to come in and argue over it. So now it's like they were given this thing and now it's like, well, we deserve this. And it's like, well, no, you, you really don't actually. No, it's a, it's at best a gift that makes no sense. And if someone speaks like Djokovic speaks out and says like, by the way, this doesn't make sense. He should, he gets jumped all over. And the worst part of all, it was always the worst part, uh, is there's no major media outlet that will call them on this bullshit, right? They're all too scared to write anything that might be, seen as not feminist or not, you know, with the common culture. Right. And so they, they, you know, they write about how Serena nailed him and Djokovic is like a, you know, a caveman for saying this kind of shit and stuff like that. Whereas we all know what he's saying is completely accurate. Yeah. It's this crazy, like mass delusion or, or I think it's intimidation yes. from some of the, the groups on the left to where 
you you can't even say that you can't even call someone out for having flawed logic without fearing for uh it's kind of like the same story we're going to talk about later but i don't know i mean look there's sport like uh figure skating i would assume that female figure skaters get paid more than male figure skaters right uh, you mean the entirely gay male figure skaters? It's po- you know I don't whoever makes more money gets paid more. And by the way, they make most of their money off endorsements and shit like that. I think, and women make a lot of money off endorsements. I mean, Serena, but, but Serena Williams, by the way, Serena Williams. No one between her and her sister, no one worked harder to get where they are in tennis than her and her sister. Yeah, just imagine all the fucking needles they took in their ass, like at six years of age to build that muscle mass. They oh, played yeah. on the comp. They played like in tennis courts in Compton. You know what tennis courts in Compton look like? Got your dad <laughs> just riding your ass. Yeah, you're like six years old, and like he's training you to do one thing. Why and are so, you doing your fucking homework? You got to hit some more fucking. Balls. So they know about her. They they didn't fucking. They weren't gifted anything. They earned what they got. So they they among anyone should understand that you're worth what you you know what you earn. Yeah. Isn't that the lesson you want to teach your, your future daughter someday, Matt? That you're not you're not you're not worth what you can beg for or cry for. You're worth what you can earn. Yeah, I would say yeah. Cut out the fucking entitlement, and if you can beat Djokovic, then you'll make Get more Djokovic money. Than money. Him. <laughs> yeah, Djokovic yeah. fucking money. Yeah. I just hate the fact that we have to talk about tennis. It really bothers me. I know. I think the whole I think this whole problem started when we, we started pretending tennis and golf were sports. Then all these other fucking problems came up. They were always like anything you played at a country club is not a sport. Yeah, I don't care about it. I don't like all this British. Like I feel like British culture, American culture, is so fucked now that yeah. we're just like kind of going back to the British stuff. Like no, we, we don't care about tennis. There is not a world of difference between golf and shuffleboard. They're basically it's basically the same thing. If you had like a hundred people around a guy pushing the shuffleboard thing and trying to get the ten or whatever. It's the exact same I'd thing. rather watch that. It would translate to TV a lot better. Shuffleboard word? Yeah. Yes. And if the chicks got naked and played shuffleboard, that would be awesome. Like strip shuffleboard? I'd watch that. There's probably a female. Shuffleboard is a non-skilled enough game that one of the best players could be a woman. Yeah. In, in shuffleboard. Yeah. It'd probably be a fat, chubby woman, too. Probably. That'd be awesome if she got naked. I'm a fat, chubby, <laughs> naked woman. All right. I'm veering off here. Sorry. I got lost. Uh... <laughs> We have an email uh, from Randy. Oh, thank God we got a fake mail emailer. Uh, Randy wants to know about Kesha. Kesha has been in the news a lot lately. And this is another story of fake feminism, uh, women's rights going in all the wrong, getting behind and going in all the wrong directions. Uh, Kesha claims she got raped or sexually assaulted and drugged. The drug, by the way, sounds really good. I wish someone would drug me. Uh, it sounds, sounds like, to me, that sounds like free drugs. Um, uh, Kesha claims she got drugged and raped by Dr. Luke a few years ago. Unfortunately, during a trial, during a deposition, she claimed that that never happened again. Now she's trying to get out of her contract with Sony for the same reason. Sony says, we know you don't like Dr. Luke, even though he turned you into everything you are today, completely, 100% of everything you have professionally you owe to Dr. Luke, even though you don't like him and won't work with him. We'll let you work with somebody else under the contract, but you have to still work for Sony because they know she's got two or three good years left of selling music left, uh, and they already paid her a lot of shit. Uh, she and her attorney claim that's akin to slavery because she's being forced to work against her will. Uh, now, let me ask you, Matt, isn't this, uh, Randy wants to know this, let me ask you, isn't it demeaning to like child sex workers around the world? Those chicks who really are like nine years old have to work at the force of a knife and can't really leave and have to work really yeah. hard. Isn't that, sla- isn't that slavery? Actual slaves actual should slavery? probably be offended. Kesha's in, you know, St. Bart's on vacation. By the way, Slavery is when you're forced to work. She, no one's forcing her to record another album. She can wait it out and never. They're, they're not going to round her up and fucking throw her ass into the studio, right? Yeah. Well, there. Uh, th- one thing her attorney said that which actually resonated with me was the fact he said like she's wasting her window. She's losing her window of opportunity because in three or four years it'll be over. Yeah. That part I agree with. She does only yeah. have about three or four years left. Well, why not record the album then? It's it's clearly her financial interest. Uh, 
honestly, I don't quite understand her motivation because that's true. She is burning up her good years, if you want to call them that. Um, she could go into a studio right now at Sony, pick whatever producer she wants, and record the album. Doctor Luke wouldn't be on the premises; he would have nothing to do with it. I don't understand. There's, there's. I mean, other than financial reasons, I don't know why she's resisting at this point. Other than she stuck her, she put her like drawn her line in the sand about being raped, and so now she's pulling the full rape card, which I like, can't go back to that place because I was raped. I don't think she's being raped there, but I was raped by a guy who works there. So she's pulling like going 110 percent behind that story now. Right. So I think she's like saying, I can't even go back to Sony because of that. And but then, when you, you know, perjure yourself, uh, if she testified that she was raped, she'd essentially be perjuring herself because she testified under oath that she was not raped. So, and by the way, you know, I'm not like a body language doctor, but she didn't seem too broken up. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at suggestion. her body too closely. She's a kind of a hefty chick. Uh, so she's not an attractive woman. She's not doesn't have a particularly nice body. She's not like J Lo. You can't turn her into something. She can't dance. She can't sing. And Doctor Luke basically TikTok made these songs and made her famous. Made her what she is today. So yeah. by the way, if he raped her, that's still bad, but not as bad. Uh, <laughs> go on. That was Matt who said that. <laughs> uh, just want to say no. This is not. She's got to live to her contract right now. Taylor Swift and all these other ladies are rallying around her as if this is a feminist cry. Like you know, this is a uh, Irene Cara from Fame for your '80s movie reference uh, being told to take her top off. This is the same thing. Yeah. I mean, she's like she's not a slave. She made millions of dollars. Uh, I guess she's earned out her contract, so she probably won't earn any more off what she's producing now. Um, but Tony wants her ass back. They paid her a lot of money. Music business is fucking dirty. There's drugs and sex and all that kind of crap. Yeah. And no one gets through it clean. And they just, you know. You have like this sort of feminist philosophy. I don't understand this. This is a phenomenon that's new, I think. It's that you accuse someone of doing something, but you leave it very vague. You don't say what they did. You yes. just say they were generally threatening or dangerous. And it's like, I'm pretty sure the point of whistleblowing yes. is to get information out there. So if you're going to do something, why don't you do it correctly and provide the information that you are supposedly coming forward with? You can't just come forward and say, I have information. What yes. is it? I can't tell you. Well, get, yeah. go the fuck away then. You can't uh, say things like Enron was doing bad things. Yeah. You, you need a little more information. You need a little more information fucking, Yeah. Snowden was like, here's exact. Let me lay it out for you. Here's the things. That's yes. how you know he was actually concerned. So you got Kelly Clarkson coming out and she's like, uh, well, you know, Dr. Luke's not a good guy. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe he's not. <laughs> he's not. I'm sure, not. I'm sure he's a douchebag. He's probably an asshole who makes great, great little but that does, crappy songs. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty weak in terms of, of evidence to, to the contrary. You, you, know. to, you can't go to a support group because you were, you were around people who were not good guys. Right. There's got to be like, there's a rape support group. There's not a, like, I had, used to have a not good guy boyfriend. Right. It's not a group. And Kesha. Oh, and, that's every Facebook conversation. <laughs> it's not Kesha group. and her lawyer are coming out and saying, well, Lady Gaga, first of all, Lady Gaga, this is a perfect issue for her to jump on. She's on the kind of feminist side of things. And, you know, let's be honest. This, and this she, was se- she was sexually assaulted. And she, Okay. And that sucks. But that doesn't mean that just. By, well, she was sexually assaulted, she claims, by a guy in the music business. What, okay. if was, what if it was Dr. Luke? Well, look, every chick with a record deal has fucked a guy to get the record deal. It's a fact. Yeah. Sometimes blowjobs. Sometimes it's oral, I think. It's oral, yeah. Sometimes anal. I think you're, you know, you're limiting this. A lot of that. Yes. Um, but, you know, so the people coming to her defense, they're not saying, well, Dr. Luke raped me or talked about raping me or tried to rape me. They're just saying, like, eh. Yeah, yeah. Decide with her. She's <laughs> claiming it's a, well, I'll tell you who started this. Well, it didn't start it, but it made it big was Hillary Clinton said, believe her. Her phrase was believe her, which is I'm going to believe every woman who claims rape 
before I hear any evidence. Uh-huh. That was her thing. And she actually legitimately Which said Which is pretty that. ignorant. I, I would look at each situation individually. Yeah. you have. I mean, okay, so 90, maybe 85% are true, 80% are true. There's another 10, There's a lot of dudes in jail, by the way, on rape charges who didn't rape anybody. Yeah. And they, unfortunately, for some reason, don't get let out for 30 years. It's always 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. always like they're let out for 30 years. I guess DNA is a lot better now, the testing. But somehow they've always, like, they don't find out, like, after six months. They always have to wait 30, 30 years and they get out and like, oh, fuck. Okay, it turns out you didn't rape that girl. And they never kill her. I would kill her and go right back. Oh, you mean the the, 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 the accuser? The false accuser? Yeah. Yes. It's like, I'd fucking kill her and be like, fuck it. The one who didn't want to like blame her boyfriend like, and so she blamed some black dude who was walking by? Yeah, it's usually a black guy. And they always get out and they're like, it's not, not, no, it's not usually black guys. It's always a black They're not guy. that angry. I, I would no. be really. I would I be like, fuck years. you. I'm going to fucking kill everybody. You know, it's, I think it's just 30. All those years in prison just beat you down to the point you just don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. And they know, like, with the parole board and all that shit, they have to have this uh, defeated attitude. You yes. know, you can't get up on front of that, that group of white people and be like, yo, I am fucking real angry about being in here. I should never have been in here for <laughs> dude, a day. Dude, I have not fucked a white bitch in 30 years. Yeah. So I fucking hate all of this you. place. Yeah. You can't do that. That's horrible. I got to start doing my. I got really up my black invitations are really funny. Yeah, that was kind of weak. It was really. I keep using the word bitch. I don't think that only happens in rap. <laughs> All right, well, here's the thing. Cash, it just, I mean, here, where, this is never going to, this is basically never going to end. She's going to fight. I think she's drawn that line in the sand now and she's claiming victimhood so she can't go back to Sony now because she'll let that. Taylor Swift gave her 250 grand, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, for no real reason. <laughs> just like, just because she can. Yeah. It's because she cries, because she cries rape. And I'm sure, by the way, Taylor Swift's never been touched probably in the music business. If I had to pick one woman who's never like had a guy fondle her against her will in the music business, it was probably Taylor Swift. Right. She came into a kind of a star, and she's got all the entourage around her. She made money from the time she was 16. She probably never struggled. What does she know of rape? What does she know of Dr. Luke rape? I don't probably, know. She probably fucking raped Dr. Luke. I kind of like where this is going, though. Like, I hope that Dr. Luke doesn't settle his defamation suit and, like, makes her, you know, Proof. essentially prove that he raped her or didn't. Yes. And that she lied the first time. About and that it. she's a liar. And then I hope that she still refuses to record and just fades away. Don't you miss her with all the face paint all over running, running around with her big white hips on the stage? <laughs> it's kind of awesome. That's it. Cash it, go away. You're done. I, we should bring back slavery, by the way. Just throwing that one at the end. Real slavery, though. Not cash slavery. Don't stop making pop DJ blowing my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight to Uh Matt, you have a segment, uh, I shit you not, every week uh, where you uh, track one story, you read a story, something that uh, uh, tingles your spidey senses that you actually remember for four or five days. Uh, this week you have a story about Alexis Jones, uh, who is a sexual harassment consultant. She speaks to professional athletes about how to be better men and how not to harass uh, women. College athletes. College athletes and uh, and uh, places like overseas where they don't know who she is, like yeah. Guatemalan soccer teams and stuff. Uh, it doesn't seem to be working at all, but uh, this is her calling in life. She's a young, fairly young, attractive woman. Uh, but this week she claimed that uh, Nick Young of the Lakers uh, sexually harassed her at a stoplight, and you don't seem to believe her. No, not at all. She's definitely lying. Uh, so she took a photo of Nick Young and Jordan Clarkson in their car, and they're not doing anything. It's just a photo. And then she captioned it with, these guys sexually harass me. Uh, can someone identify who they are? Which is weird. So they're NBA players. She lives in Los Angeles. She um, Two days before this happened, she was calling the NBA to try and secure speaking gigs yes. uh, in locker rooms to teach guys how to be men 
which is kind of demeaning. Uh, she went to USC. When Nick Young went to USC, she started a website covering USC sports. She produced several videos with stories about Nick Young while she was at USC. So the I believe, she, I believe she follows Nick Young on, Inst- on Instagram. Followed him on Instagram. So she says, I don't know who these guys are. Can someone identify them? They sexually harassed me and my mom. Again, she didn't explain what happened. She said they made some vulgar hand gestures, and then yeah, her mom, I got a few vulgar hand gestures for you. Yeah, she said her you, Matt, you, her Brian, mom uh, started shaking and convulsing over a hand gesture, which means like you got to get your mom like some treatment immediately. Yeah, like, you don't live to be eighty years old if you're that easy to fucking break. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what kind of hand gesture sends you into convulsions. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, you got four relatively good-looking guys like in a jeep or whatever the fuck they were in. Yeah, and like, what could they do that? Not to mention, so she's saying like, here's the proof, and it's just a photo of them. They're not doing anything. No, well, she claims they said they yelled something out of the car, which obviously couldn't be on the photo, and they made some gesture. And obviously, she couldn't get a photo of them while they're making the gesture because she didn't take it until after the gesture. I'm just defending her right now. Right. So instead, with her mom, you know, on the verge of death, she takes a photo instead (laughs) of driving away. Putting a a stick on her. If you're actually, what would you do if someone pointed a gun at you? Would you take a picture of them, or would you get the fuck out of the situation? Okay, so you're you're claiming she is uh, this is very cynical. She's drumming up business for herself at stoplights around Los Angeles, basically. Yes, like she saw uh, she saw them. You know, I don't know why she must really. She's got a lot of balls because when you're the paper trail of what you're doing is so obvious. Yes, and so I, I like the irony to me is she was trying to shame these guys. She's saying you know these guys are bad guys. They sexually harass me. Let me get paid so I can go talk to them about it. Yes. Uh, so she's, she's trying teach to, sh- to teach them how to be better men. She's trying to shame them. She's obviously lying. Where's the shame heaped upon her? You the shame, know? Should we should be shaming the shamers? Is what you're saying? Yeah, that like, seems like a lot of levels to pretty deep. But I think way more than the actual. I think they. I think. Well, look. If you went to the locker, Lakers locker room right now, I'm sure they're talking shit about her. That's obvious, right? Because yeah. they know they know Nick Young didn't do this or whatever. Or if he did, it was something mild. And who gives a shit? And this, they know the chicks is trying to get money out of them, right? And by the way, she's going to get paid. My feeling is she's going to get paid by the Lakers. She claims the Lakers called her and apologized, said they were looking into it, and maybe invited her to come speak to the team, which is what she wanted all along. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, she claimed they the the Lakers spokesman said you're welcome to talk to Nick Young and Jordan Clarkson about it. Then she says, "Well, the Lakers offered me to talk to the whole team." So there's some disconnect. She wants to talk to the whole team so she can promote that she talks talk to, to the, the Lakers. Team. It's a big score for her. She, I've looked at her resume. She has not talked to anyone, a team that large yet. No, just college way above, teams. Yeah, college teams and mostly minor college teams. This is like the Lakers would be a big get for her. Plus she gets paid, obviously. I don't want that to happen. Tweet her at Miss Alexis Jones uh, that she's a fucking liar. Because Ooh. if she gets paid, I, like I just have no fucking faith in humanity if she profits off this. Is this crowdsourcing? Are we crowdsourcing? Why? No one's calling her a fucking liar except me. I wrote a lengthy thing about it. I talked to her spokesperson who's saying, uh, no, it was all just you know crazy coincidence. No, shit like that doesn't happen in the real fucking world. And when it does, there's not fucking money involved, all right? No, if she was an oil company, we'd be crying foul over what the shit she was doing. But let me ask you this, Matt. You, I've never seen you so irate over anything. This Alexis Jones thing has really got you upset. Do, let me ask you honestly, do you love her? <laughs> she's like, I think you do. Do you have a little crush on her? She's kind of hot. Uh, she seems like a total nightmare. She, you know, she's a sorority chick from USC. She, I watched her speaking gigs. She's fucking terrible. Like, I don't. She, she's very enterprising. She made a career for herself out of doing fucking nothing. So she you, found a niche. So she's one of these ladies. I mean, one of these anybody it could be a man these days who found this politically correct niche. 
So like speaking to men's sports teams, professional men's or college men's sports teams about how to be better men and not assault women, not yeah. harass women. That is a huge topic today, and every every team is going to hire her, right? Right. It piggybacks on the the college sexual assault epidemic. Yeah, and the oh, NFL, yeah. Ray Rice, all that kind of stuff. So she's got gig pay gigs up the wazoo. So she's a person who saw like a niche, saw a politically correct thing, and said, "I'm going to turn myself into the consultant who does this." And teams are going to have to hire her because they pay her whatever they pay her five five grand or something like that. Yeah, it's like a nuisance fee. We talk about like Al Sharpton. Yeah, it's like Al, Al Sharpton. Sharpton. Al Sharpton does that with the firms he claims are racist in some way. Instead of dealing with Al Sharpton boycotting him, they just pay him pay him off his money. He probably gets more. So you pay her, you pay her to check. It's like a checklist now. It's a corporate checklist. Have we had the sexual harassment consultant in? If you're a sports team, and of course the NBA is going to say, yeah, you got to fucking do this because we don't want to we don't want to be look like the NFL. So she gets paid and she gets publicity and she wins. Doesn't doesn't this person you hate to, she just kick your ass? Well, she's I don't know how much she's getting paid for speaking. She might be making more money than me at this point, but I don't think that's going to last. I mean, I really think there's a situation where she should never be able to show her face in public again. Wow. Uh, that's uh, slut shaming. Is that slut shaming? <laughs> Shame shaming? I don't know. I mean, I wonder what her husband is like. He well, her husband also played basketball, I believe. I, last, the last I heard, her husband was a basketball player, so he also knew Nick Young. So I don't quite understand this. Seems like it's a little, a little, too, conven- a little too convenient. But at the same time, you know, we talked about this last week with Madonna, who does all this fake ass crap to make money. Yeah, you got to, you got don't hate the player, hate the game, man. She's working, she's working this game like pretty well. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think at a certain point we're going to rebel against this. You know, the Lakers are and all the universities that she speaks to are, you know, corporations, and so. Yeah, they'll bring her in, but you know the guys are making fun of her afterwards, and you don't need. Oh, she's a, probably banging a few. Of you need a fucking sorority chick to tell you how to be a man. It's like, why don't you fuck off? You know. I would like to see her talk to Landon Collins about using protection and how a real <laughs> man uses protection and doesn't make babies. That might be worth it. By the way, if she gets him to stop fucking more kids into other other girls, that might be worth it. Yeah, I, I just see her as an enterprising woman. She's like like a slip and fall person, but she goes out with her mom and gets sexually harassed by famous people. And then makes a business out of it. She sees Nick Young. She pulls up at the stoplight next to him, probably smiles at him or something. Shows a little whatever, and they make some like you know catcalling gesture. And then all of a sudden, she's booked a gig with the Lakers. Right. That's that's smarter than any cheerleader would be. I'll tell you that. It reminds me kind of of the Stephen Avery thing. <laughs> like when you just look, if you look at the facts, twenty years from now, look at these facts. Like, what do you think happened? It's right. just so painfully obvious, but no one cares. It's the, bo- almost, the, bo- the bones are in your backyard, lit on fire. It's almost like you can't criticize her like that would be rude to suggest she's lying even though she's obviously lying even the lakers spokesman comes out and he's like in in more words he says she's lying and then he goes but you know she's also doing really good work yes it's like no she's a fucking horrendous person she's an awful kind if you pick a job that is politically correct you are protected forever basically you can't attack that person no matter how fake they are and how shitty and cunning they are to get their business you can't attack them. That's just the way it is. I mean, you have the same things here with these, uh, uh, not the same, obviously, but these drought companies that are putting in those like, drought-resistant plants around L.A. They found out they're like totally corrupt. They're robbing all this fucking tax money, all this other shit. But because they're doing drought <laughs> drought work, like no one can talk bad about them because they're conserving water. And they always right. say, we're doing our best to conserve water and we're in a drought and all this shit like that. You like, can't. But when, in fact, it's actually worse, like exploiting a cause and, and being disingenuous and, and, you know, using greed, using important, you know, issues for your own financial benefit. I think that's like one of the worst things you can do. It's horrible. And we talked about the comparison to the Sharpton, but who did Bernie Sanders sit down with the day after he won New Hampshire? Bernie Sanders. Uh, you start with, uh, you know, Sharpton. Reverend Sanders Sharpton. is really going after the black. Like he's, but, I mean, he's, that's who you, have, that is, you, you feel like you, you want to believe the world is perfect. And these people are going to be punished and the karma is going to happen. There's something's going to happen. 
But guys like Sharpton go on forever. They're still people are still kissing his ring twenty five years after all the bullshit he's been doing. Yeah, that's true. Although he does say you know some good things, I guess. But yeah, most people aren't aware of his kind of side hustle. Yes. So let me ask you again: Do you love Alexis Jones? Do you have no. a little place for her in your heart? I don't think she's very attractive, actually. If you were a ninety two year old man, you had a lot of money. Would you uh, pay for her to play with your limp dick? Uh, no, I feel like she would take a photo of it and Jeremy, accuse me of raping her. <laughs> she might. You have to have, Jer- you have to pay Jeremy a lot of money to testify on your side. Uh, all right, Alexis Jones, just know Matt's out after you. You get out of town, bitch, because this is like I'm coming. Time. Matt's coming in a for very you. non-threatening way. Not sexually. I am coming way. to end your career without any physical <laughs> in violence a, in a unisexual, non-violent <laughs> sort of way. He's coming after your uh, your ass, which could be male or female. Yeah. Looks good in the skirt, by the way. All right, Alexis, run. Uh, our last segment today, uh, panties in a bunch. I'll tell you what has my panties in a bunch since you asked, Matt. Um, Kristen Cavallari is one of a, a thousand women in Hollywood who has now had a baby. It's sort of unclear. She had a baby by Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was going to leave her, and suddenly she announced she was pregnant, which was very convenient timing for her. Not so much for Jay Cutler, but again, and again, four or five years later, she stuck with Jay Cutler. Uh, she could have got a she could have got a Super Bowl quarterback. Uh, she's had a baby or two, whatever. Now, every celebrity now, Kristen Carvalho, they're posting Instagram photos of themselves nursing. They're taking, they're always on the job. They're always on the job. She's like a model or something. She promotes books. So I don't know what her job is actually, but she, she looked like she was on a modeling set. She was vacuum pumping her tit with milk out of her tit, which by the way, we don't need to see. Um, but every mom in Hollywood like posts these things and they get lauded. A thousand people going, Oh, you're the best mom ever. You're the perfect mom. You're the working mom. She's writing books, advice books for women like all the other celebrities are. How lame is it that women who have been having babies for 10 million years since before we even assumed human shape have been popping, popping kids out of your uterus? Look at Landon Collins. It doesn't take a lot to have a baby, right? Someone fucks somebody else, a baby comes along. That's the way it works. Even if you don't want the baby to come out, the baby comes out. Guess what? The baby comes out. The baby will find your tit. It doesn't matter if it's a crawl for your fucking abdomen. The baby will fucking get to your tit and start sucking on it. You don't really need to do a lot as a mom. Right. Um, now, to be a good mom is a little different thing, but to be a mom is anything. But some of these celebrities have raised themselves, elevated this stuff to like the perfect mom status just by the sole act of having a baby. And women around the country, around the world, like look to these celebrities. These women sometimes are like in Nebraska. They've had five kids of their own, raised on like fucking no money at all, made shit work somehow. And they look to Kristen Cavallari for advice on like how to be a good mom. Aren't women just fucking insane, Matt? Let me ask you that. So, yeah. So you're th- you think women sort of need a role model, sort of a grandmother figure? Or well, something? let's put, let's put, to be fair, guys are stupid too. This is the equivalent of a guy looking at like you know, old Schwarzenegger videos and like we're, we're deciding it's like going to work out like Schwarzenegger, which has no rel. I mean, working out with a trainer at your local gym may make sense, but deciding you want to be Schwarzenegger or reading about an athlete's workout and you're going to copy, like I'm going to copy this linebacker's workout. He's my hero. <laughs> it's the same thing basically, right? He's got nothing to offer you. I guess. I mean, you're breastfeeding. So you had a kid, you're breastfeeding the kid. I don't understand the, the accomplishment. Like you're going to do that. Most, what percentage of women breastfeed? Is it high? Uh, in the U.S., it's a lot lower than other countries, but in the U.S., it's just because women can afford other things. They have nannies or they have formula or they have other things they do. But it's still like half, maybe like half do to, to at least the first six months or something like that. Third so half. it's very common. It's come, it went away for a while and now it's come back because there's a lot of pressure on women to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, at some point it was 100%, right? So you're not taking a photo of you doing a 360 dunk or something. You're doing something that's no, you know, extremely... No, you know women can't dunk, Matt. That wasn't very nice. I know. <laughs> so that was just... It's not sexy. hard to do. No, but having a child... Ha- by the way, having a child or having two children while you live in Brentwood and have nannies, 
she wasn't the baby wasn't on the set with her. She was just milking with one of those vacuum pump things. Yeah. Just to show that she has a baby and how she has to take a break from her modeling. It's not like she's doing neurosurgery. It's like she had to fucking put aside the scalpel like in the middle of the operation. Yeah. Like had to stop ph- photographing for a while to like have her have her breast pump, which she then shares with everybody else the milk's pouring out of her tit into like the bottle. Um, which, you know, that's something you don't need to see, okay? Even the baby doesn't want to see that. That's just like that's yeah. just torture for the baby. Where's my fucking milk? Uh, Probably like a few Japanese guys that get off on it. Oh yeah, no, no. She started spraying that shit around. I see that in porn a few times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you guys make it make sure it's not come. I mean, uh, are the same women that are you know so upfront and you know so braggadocious about their breastfeeding? You know, they're demanding. I need twenty minutes every hour to pump this milk. Are they the same ones complaining about not getting equal pay? Because it seems like you're working a lot less. She is doing this on the job, correct? She's doing it on the job. Uh, now she doesn't have a real job, so it's not. It's not. Fair to but if you put that in an office setting, yeah, no, uh, women pump. They pump. There's, I'm sure, like places like Google and all those places have pumping rooms and stuff like that for women to go pump their breast milk because they have everything there just so you'll never ever leave. <laughs> you can, like fucking pneumatically tube that shit like off to your baby like three miles away. Yeah, like some someone from Uber comes by and, and carries the milk for or you. Or welly in reality that you live in. Yeah, some sort of tube that runs under like a fiber optic network. It goes to the milk goes through <laughs> the baby's mouth. They just never want you to fucking leave. But it's not a thing. Breastfeeding your baby is not a thing. It's not an accomplishment. Raising a child uh, when you have millions of dollars and tons of staff and you can do whatever you want is not a thing. It's not a thing. I mean, it's great that you're a mom. That's great. How do you become like this guru of like, I mean, wouldn't women be buying books from women like how I made it by like on a thousand bucks a month with five kids or some shit like that and talking about how you stretch the fucking Wonder Bread sandwich meat, you know, the sandwich meats and all the shit like that. That's the mom I want. I want the advice like that, you know? That's how to yeah. be how to be beautiful and happy and, and be a mom working mom shit is like who follows that stuff? That's what that's what has my know. panties in a bunch. I think there's a lot of really bored, depressed moms out there that are given up on their dreams to uh, stay home in pajama pants all day watching their fucking kid run around. You know, they're kind of thinking, hey, he's not that smart, is he? Fuck, I've wasted my life. And so then they're like, oh, this looks more <laughs> glamorous. It's like porn, you know. It's basically porn for women. Um, and your kids are uh, smart to pain in the ass because then they talk. <laughs> you know what? That's the last thing you want. I just, you know, what? so what's, there's nothing impressive about it. Women have, the population's multiplying. There's tons of babies being made. Is, how is this different from you posting a, a photo of you having intercourse to, to produce the baby? Uh, well, you're not allowed to do that on uh, Instagram, so that would be censored right off the bat. <laughs> but yeah, but I'd rather see, I'd rather see, fucking Cutler would probably fucking tear an ACL doing that with to <laughs> crack an ankle or something like that. But you're right. It's a, it's a bot, to me, it's a bodily function, right? There's nothing wondrous about bodily functions. This is a natural, a neat, natural thing that even if, look, if monkeys are doing it and fucking dogs are doing it, it's not that impressive as a human to be doing it. It's yeah. just not like, it's not that, it doesn't impress me. I think what she's trying to say is like, I'm working and because I'm so busy working, I'm pumping breast milk for my child because I'm the good mom who's pumping breast milk for my child. It's some sort of weird, just like we didn't understand Landon Collins having babies as a status symbol. This is like some weird women, female status symbol of like, I'm working really hard, but I'm I'm taking time off to fucking put this like Hoover machine on my tit and like drop milk out like I'm a Guernsey cow, <laughs> and just like that's like and women go oh power to you lady power to you I'm I'm feeling inspired now yeah inspired to do what I don't know it's not that impressive to me at all frankly yeah. I, if you want to have kids that's cool that's a that's a choice you make but 
there's nothing that I'm going to be impressed with about the, the situation. I'll be impressed if your kid turns out to be a fucking super genius that cures AIDS or something. Yeah. But, and they, and they, and they, and they uh, track it back to that fucking breast milk you pumped on, on the side of your fucking Vogue. Shoot. <laughs> that would be hot. Here's the thing. I saw there's a reason why my parents so much. I saw this story, Kristen Cavallari thing right after I saw this picture of this woman like in Syria who was like being bombed out of her city and she had like all the, it was carrying like some unusually number of kids who were not, were not even all her own. And like her last belongings, just like a, you know, like minutes ahead of like bombs dropping. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's kind of motherhood, right? That's actually like, that's yeah. actually a strong picture. She's of no hero. This <laughs> chick bought a, you know, sharper image breast pump yeah, and right. took a photo of it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that woman's probably breastfeeding like 10 kids from the village and like running with, like running from a bomb with a tit, with two kids on each tit. Like, it's like doing this shit. She's going to die when she's like 25, just from exhaustion. Yeah. All this shit. She'll be bombed, run over by a truck or something like that. And that, to me, that's like, that's the thing. If I was like going fucking, this is mother, this is motherhood in 2016 and I want to write a book, inspirational book, I'd do that. Yeah. No, I mean, you got these fucking dumbass people in middle America. They're watching Fox. You know, that's the same network that, uh, you know, essentially propagated the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, which, you know, we still have a drone program, which is taking out children as we speak. So I don't know. How much do you really care? I guess is what I'm asking. Matt, you had to turn this tit milking thing political, <laughs> didn't you? All right. On that happy note. Uh, I, I'm talking about the war towards Syria. You're talking about uh, kids being bombed. It is really kind of sad. Kirsten Cavallari, go back to Brentwood. Everyone knows you spend more time in spending class than you do with your child. And that's okay because we like looking at you. Yeah, There'll be more, There's always more kids to be had. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week on the show? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'll be tweeting at uh, Alexis Jones. Oh, the Twitter battle. Is it going to be like a rap battle? Is it going to be West Coast, West Coast? At Matthew Ralston and at MattRalston.net. Do you think she could beat you in a game of one-on-one basketball? No, I'd destroy. Would you? Would you taunt her with sexual harassment? Yeah, I'd. I'd uh, I wouldn't take it easy on her. I'm going to say this just off the just before you enter enter your battle with her for final. Being a sexual harassment a paid consultant who gets sexually harassed <laughs> immediately by very wealthy people is quite a is quite a coincidence. I'm not I'm not declaring her guilty like you did, but I'm going to say that is quite that is quite a fortunate coincidence for her to have happened. So I'm sure. By the way, I'm sure she was walking down Skid Row. There'd be like a lot of guys harassing her that you would never hear about. Yeah. So she managed to find a couple. Well, let's couple. see if I try and argue with her. If that automatically makes me a, a, a rapist or a sexual harasser, I would not be surprised if by next week you spent rent money paying her to consult to talk to you about being a better man. <laughs> she, I think Alexis Jones always wins. All right, for Brian, the sound engineer to the stars, this is Lex. We'll talk to you next week on Last Man on Earth podcast. <laughs>